Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Welcome to Triple M's Saturday Scrum. Yeah, good day, everybody. Love to have your company. Three hours we get to share with you before kickoff. The Warriors taking on the Dolphins. My name is Tony Squires. I'm joined by Mitch Moses and Aaron Woods. And uh, David Riccio is due in. Woods Where is he? He's <laughs> due in. Uh, David, uh, do you have your radio on? I'd like to talk to you. Testing, Dave, where are you? Where that, you know, you? that's the thing with the Shire people, mate. They yeah. just, they don't get out of the bubble down there. So, yeah, when there's traffic warning. Bridge or, you know, they just don't cross it. They've got no idea what's going on in the rest there's, of the there's world. A, there's, a, there's a whole greater world. Yeah. There's a whole greater Sydney that you can Absolutely. explore. It's okay though, Dave. Uh, obviously, you're, 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 you call yourself a professional. I look forward to hearing from you when you arrive. He's probably got an invoice somewhere else anyway. <laughs> he, probably, he loves it. He probably has. Mitch, Aaron, Aaron, Mitch, uh, you know each other. Uh, how are you? Lovely to see you. Haven't been a few weeks since I've uh, caught up. Yes, a few weeks. Uh, we've enjoyed the bye this week. It's been good. We've had a pretty tough start to the year. So I'm um, enjoying the, the week off and uh, get to watch all these other teams bash each other and, you know, get ready for the next week, I guess. No barley? No, no barley, no barley. Stayed right away from that. Well, just in the fair dinkum department, were people allowed to go if you wanted to go somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, 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 yeah. You could do whatever, whatever you wanted, like. really. Mitch, yeah. He couldn't go to Bali. He's got to go check his inspections all his houses. <laughs> <in the back>. <laughs> <laughs> no, we could have, um, we could have, we could have done what we wanted, but um, you know, we, we made a pact, I guess, as as a team, and we didn't want to go stupid in this break, and um, we want to set up the, the back end of the year, so. I think everyone was pretty... Um, Given that tough start, that draw that you had, the bye must have felt very nice for you yeah, guys. Yeah, felt, felt like a, a long time till it came. I think other teams yeah. you know, had two byes before we even had one. So, um, you know, we you know won our last two games going to the bye, which was big for us. So we need to set up the next month going into the next bye. So that'll be uh, pretty big for us. You haven't... Uh, you know, you played together quite a long time ago, yep. Woodsy. Great experience. Is it nice to sit in the same studio as this we, man? We went to school together as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I think we both started school at the same day. But I was a couple of years above. Yeah. But um, what do you mean? You started late, yeah. did you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I came from. Woodsy was school. barely at school. Like, yeah, so. Please. <laughs> this guy lobbed up in kindergarten <laughs> yeah. with a beard, Mate, long hair. Then we we trained together at Tigers. We played for a bit there. Yeah. Then Mitch jumped ship before I did, and then I jumped and followed him. I love it. For different clubs, but we're, it's we're, been good to see how he's gone. You know. He's, Played the Origin game as well, yep. it, mate. And to see how far he's come from, you know, when we were at school together, he was just this little, what as you say, like? a little runt. Him, Brooksy. Did he know. look like a footy well, player? He was the same size as no. Woody. No. <laughs> 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 so, no way. I was about 50 kilos, ringing wet in year seven, and I'm looking like a giant in, in year 12 or whatever he was. And, um, no, we, we're very close. And, um, yeah, it's pretty special to be now. All right, well, in fact, at the end of this hour, we are going to have our regular quiz, but it is uh, the two of you against each other to see who knows most about the other one. Oh, nice. Mm, okay. So, so we both like our footy, so it'll be good. Yeah, I know. You're a footy nuffy. So is Mitch. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, be fooled yeah, by Mitch. Yeah. Mitch loves it. Is, isn't that just a natural thing in a footy team? Or are those no, got, no, there are no, plenty no, of guys right. who just don't want to watch it. They just want to play it. That's the job. And away they Everyone's go. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. There's, there's players there that will not watch any footy and just rock up and... I know a few places. There's a few mate, places mate, in I'll play with Andrew for feeder, and yeah. we'd get there and go, "Oh, mate, what are we doing this week? This is captain's run." So, mate, haven't you not listened to training all week? He goes, oh, "I haven't watched any clips. Let's go out there and do what I got to do." Dylan Brown is one of those players where he can just rock up and just go, "All oh, right, sweet," and just boom. You give him little, little um, strict instructions of what to do, and he'll just follow it. And that is and brilliant. Look at the <laughs> Sometimes less is better for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave like Ricky, Ricky, obviously. <laughs> 
Where did you watch uh, the State of Origin? Let's go through those scores, obviously. 26-18 to Queensland. We'll get to that in detail later on the show. 18-10, Queensland also won the Women's State of Origin at Combank Stadium. Uh, there are those scores. Where did you sit and have your eyes closed? I was at home. I was at home. I, I don't like to be distracted or anything. I was yep. at home and, um, yeah, on the edge of my seat the whole game. Okay. A bit filthy, but... Yeah, there was something to be filthy about for New South Wales fans. Oh, hello, oh, and David here he is. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is walking he's, in. he's on Shire time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shire time. I love it because he's got hairs on the, on the base of his feet. It's terrific. Uh, good, how are you going, Jim? Good Ricciardo? afternoon, boys. Yeah. Good yeah. to be here. Stuck in a bit of traffic. Yeah, so apparently a building... Uh, burnt fire. down. Yes. And that was, that was two weeks ago, wasn't it? Oh, well, <laughs> Come on, uh, uh, unlike you, I was down in Adelaide uh, for State of Origin. What were you doing there? So I've missed all this Sydney <laughs> drama. Yeah. No, there's been plenty they of it. They are a bit behind in Adelaide, aren't they? <laughs> there's been plenty <laughs> of it. Uh, yeah, so those are the, the games. Where did you watch State of Origin? Mate, I, was, I was at Bankstown RSL. Oh, no. Maroon, oh, he got me in a little gig debate. So no, nice. It was a hard watch. I yep. thought, honestly, when, you know, when Fluggy went to the bin with, with 12 to go, I was just, mate, this is awesome. You know, yep. we're, we're, we've got it. And as per usual, Queensland find a way. Frustrated me. So here's what it is. They did. And look, and you can't do anything but praise them for what they did, Queensland, in terms of getting that job done. Yeah, with 12 men, that's a massive, yeah. massive effort what they, what they did. And, um, you know, even the footy that they were playing with 12 men, I think they didn't go away from it. They chased the game and... Um, yeah, I thought they defended well in that. In that, you got to look at the positions as well, Mitch. Like they had Ben Hunt and I think Dave Fafita in the centres. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then we put Nicker Hines to the centre, and Munster just adjusts and reads it straight away, and then bang, yeah, goes straight there. Yeah. We we just didn't take opportunities. All right, there's plenty we are going to get into, and uh, we'll let you settle in there, D. Riccio, and we'll get obviously any charges, injury updates. We'll get that shortly. Uh, we are going to next talk about that game, the Raiders and the Tigers, twenty to nineteen. That was a classic. The end there. I honestly dead set. Walked downstairs, put the kettle on. Uh, I was eighteen nil. Had a cup of tea, came back, and they take the conversion, make it eighteen all. That's that last unbelievable, sensational, unbelievable. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. The other thing coming out of the, that game, of course, was Coach Ricky Stewart. Uh, and talking about Jared Croker being rested ahead of his 300th game. We're going to talk about that in a minute as well, uh, just to whet your appetite. This is a little bit of what Ricky had to say. Now, and these Muppets who have been bagging me, they're all, the, they're all the guys who read the textbooks and talk about courageous leadership, man management, and they'll go out and talk at corporate functions, but they can't actually execute it. They're not the people I want in my football team. They're not the people I want in the trenches with me. Welcome to the Muppet Show. I love it. We'll get that to mean that. all four of us are Muppets? <laughs> the Raiders 20, the Tigers 19. It looked like being an entirely different scoreboard with not long left on the clock. 18-0 Canberra led, uh, doing it seemingly with ease. But the Tigers, as they have been doing these past few weeks, uh, they had turned up to play, came back beautifully, but still got beaten in the end. Had the opportunity to uh, maybe go into Golden Point, but 20 points to 19 was the score. Jamal Fogarty. Couple of tries, couple of uh, kicking the ball into the post. Were you a guy who aims at the post? Um, not really, no. Yeah, you hope for the best sometimes, <laughs> but you do you do practice it at training, I yep. guess. But I think in the game, it's just you're just trying to get it through through a hole. But maybe he was aiming for it. I don't know. Good on him if he did. Yeah, well, he, pl- he played good footy, and they look great for the uh, you know yeah. for the bulk of the game. Yeah, they um, they've been scoring a fair bit off uh, last tackle and off kicks a fair bit. I mean, I know a few weeks ago when our boys versed them, they. Scored about three or four tries off kicks, so it's pretty much you know last tackle at the moment for them is very important for them, and that's that's pretty much what's getting them home at the moment. So, um, you know, I think if teams can 
you know, nullify that and stop that, I think you'll go a long way in beating them, I guess. Which it was a game that probably wasn't a lot of conversation around until that comeback from the Tigers. Yeah, fair dinkum. It was a bludger. Yeah. It was a bludger for 68 minutes. Yeah. And then the last 12 minutes got you hooked in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly thought the game was done. You know, the way Canberra played, they defended really well all game. Yeah. Um, and then just that, I don't know, the, as soon as the sin bin went down, honestly, Fanua Poles carries off the kickoff. It was just setting this, you know, the sets, the set starts were outstanding. Um, Brooksy was, you know, it wasn't just that. 12 minutes period. He was running all game. He looked dangerous. You know, I was listening to the commentary. Flan- I think Shane Flanagan was saying every time he runs, he just looks so dangerous. And then that last 12 minutes, he just took the line on. Um, the field goal he hit, he hit, I thought that was enough to win him the game. I, I didn't think he was going to go for it there, to be yeah. honest with you. It surprised me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Canberra lucky enough to get the ball back from the restart. And, you know, it's a penalty every day of the week what Papa Lee yeah. did. You, you just can't do it. You know, we, our kickers are protected this day and age. Um, if you touch him, I think. You, you, even if you go through with the tackle now, if it's late, we, you still get penalised. We had one the other week, last tackle. Yep. I did say I don't know how it was a penalty, but he did say touched him and he and Chad Townsend just fell straight on the ground, and it's a penalty. They're just protecting yeah. them, but, and, and yeah. the, but they've set the precedent, so you yeah. know you can't go near a kid. And if you do, you, can, you got to hold them up in the air. And especially, I guess the legs, isn't it? That, yeah, that was, it didn't it look was, good. I mean, Papa it, Lee did a great job in terms of putting the pressure it, on to try to stop that field goal. It looked uh, like the James over. Graham one yeah, yeah, from, yeah. from Easter Monday, or no, Good Friday, sorry, that year. So yeah, so he's got him low around yeah. the legs. It's always dangerous. You just can't hit the legs. The yeah, problem with Papa, the problem with Papa Lee is he actually launched himself a good a good couple of meters well before. Uh, that that close pressure, yeah. and 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 then he loses all control. So wherever his body lands, it was going to land, and it was at it was at the legs of of, of Fogarty. He, subsequently, he has been charged for it. So get, any okay. debate around a penalty or not? Would he get a fine? It, yeah, he's copped a fine. Um, it's a dangerous contact charge. It's his second offence on this occasion, and it's a eighteen hundred dollar fine. So you know. I sensed a little bit of angst from Tim Sheens in the post-match press conference around the match officialdom, and so he was blown up about it. Well, well no, we have you, we can actually have a listen if you wouldn't. Well, did sure. that right now because we've got both uh, Tim Sheen and Appy Corusau talking about the penalty and other contentious calls. Oh, yeah, I'll make my comments to the referees, but yeah, I've got a couple of issues for sure. No, I'm not going to blow up. Ricky does that and costs him 10 grand, so I'm not going to do that today, but I'll make myself say, don't worry about that. After you were out on the field, what did you make of that decision? Yeah, uh, I guess it's the game these days. Um, you know, you touch a kick or they end up in a vulnerable position. You know, there's a chance of being penalised, but, um, yeah, I think it's unlucky. I thought he was on the ground um, sliding into him, so it is what it is. We're sitting here now and, you know, we didn't get the two points, so um, back to training, back to work. Well, I think there are some... Yeah, you know, the, the the luck of you know Brooksy getting pushed, I think was a, a poor call. He was running towards the ball, and in fact it bounced off the goalpost pads to come back towards him, and he got pushed over. You can't push someone over, so I won't be. I'm not happy about that one either. Um, so, yeah, you know, which resulted in a try, didn't it? Tim Sheen's there, not going to blow up like Ricky blows yeah, up. He yeah. says uh, Ricky did, but an entirely different. I subject. thought credit to Appy Corus out there. He probably explained it better than anyone in yeah. relation to pressure on kickers and how you can't touch them. Um, as I said, I thought it was a penalty every day of the week. An unfortunate one. Ricky Stewart spoke about actually feeling sorry for Papa Lee, that he, he he's basically been done for an effort play. Yep. He was only doing his best for the team, but you can't do it. Yeah. Um, as far as the Brooks push in the back, I think Tim's got a, a point. Mm. I think he's got a genuine point, and it's probably one that's been missed by the referees. Is I that, don't know. How, how is that missed? But. Yeah. Mm. Is that the second try? No, the, uh, Fogarty's last try. Yeah, yeah second, second one, try. Yeah. He's won oh, a second yes, yeah, yes, I, yes. 
we, we've got all the technology in the world. The bunker again. I don't understand why I can't yeah. see it and oh. can't. But you know yeah. what's funny about the bunker now? They're getting the decisions wrong, and then the ref on the field's going, "Mate, now have a look at have that look again." At yeah. What's going on up there? Mm. Do you have a problem with that? Though? Oh, 100%. Oh, no, with, no, no, I'm happy the ref's getting it right. Yeah. I have a problem with the bunker that can't get it right when they're sitting there watching with 10 different committee angles. Yeah. yeah. It's such a crucial part of the game as well. And they'll probably come back to the to Sheenzy and just go, oh, sorry, we got that wrong. Yeah. But you, you don't get you don't, your two you points don't get your two points. Yeah, absolutely oh, right. right. Thanks, boys. In, in terms of the performance <laughs> of the Tigers, uh, I guess it wouldn't have surprised either of you that, about the comeback. You've been happy. You've enjoyed the way over the past few weeks they really have kind of rallied, haven't they? Yeah, I think... Their biggest thing, I think they've just been holding the ball and they've been able to build pressure. And um, last few weeks, you really see how they're, they're starting to play. I think I think it looks like they have adjusted a little bit differently how they've played from how we versed them at the start of the year. Um, they're using their power game a lot more now and um, letting Appy, I think, playing a lot more off Appy. So, um, and then it's and then it's opened up Brooksy's running game and I think Wakeham's been pretty well, for, pretty good for him. But the difference is the fullback, I think. Yeah. The fullback's been yeah. unbelievable. And how how was he, 19? He was a kid. Yeah, he's 19. a kid. And the footy that he's playing, he's just... He's one of those kids with natural instinct. Like, he just pops up. Like, when Talia was just bouncing back across the field, he's the only one pushing up, finds a hole, and then scores a try. He's gets everywhere. him back in the game. He's and everywhere in the game. We played against him on his debut, and he's not scared. He, he does the tough carries, does play yeah. one, play two, is off his line. Then he can do the little silkiness. I think the biggest thing for them was just the combinations. You yeah. know, Appy Coruscant didn't play any trial matches. He come after the World Cup. Brooksy was had his car for a lot of the preseason, so he wasn't on the field for much as a session. So the more they play together, the better they've got. And you've got to remember, Adam Dewey's not playing too. Yeah. So they've got to make sure half in, you know, Brendan Wakeham that they signed in, I think, January or February. Mm. He, he was just training by himself down at the local park. So they've done a pretty handy job. And they've got a lot of young kids that got opportunities. They lost um, the young, the fellow that went to you, Mitch. Uh, off and Gowie. Off and Gowie. Gowie. He, yeah. he lasted you know, 10 minutes. Oh, he's <laughs> he's but he, he was good for them in the last couple yeah. of weeks. and. They, they have struggled to score points, but they're slowly learning how to do it. I think Tim Sheen's touched on it, guys. Just um, only in a small moment oh, in that post-match press conference about how the Tigers were playing pretty laterally in the first half, yeah. just playing two side to side. And and the Raiders, they're, power, they're a power pack, yeah. right? So they were trying to go around them, play, and Bateman gets to the line and tries to skip. Skip and beat his man. Slippery night as well. It was a very, that's right, Mitch. It was very slippery. And I just don't – and as soon as they – you touched on Woodsy as soon as they started to straighten up and go back through the middle, that's when they had the thing. There's things with Sheenzy and Ben, they love angles. So they're a side that does drift the crossfield, but they need to punch holes first. Then they weren't hitting that. They were trying to go like dummy angle, dummy angle, then go around. Yep. As soon as they started hitting the drops, and then you see Fanua Pole, like they finally squared up and went straight. They mm. were getting quick play of the balls. And because Canberra is such a big side, Tarpany and, you know, Papa Lee, actually not as good as what they, what they have been in the past few years. So they're creating. I think every time you've seen them around the, the middle of their ruck, they were just so loose. Geez, the Raiders are flying under the radar tone. Yeah. Like they're just they, – they're real scrappers, aren't they? Like, you know, you feel like – you feel like you shouldn't – you shouldn't uh, – Can't underestimate them. You shouldn't tip them, you know. Like, yeah. This is a game they could – but they, they keep finding a way. And credit to Ricky Stewart. He's got a, it, it's not a – it's not a star-studded squad. No. Like, it, yeah, there's a sprinkling of elite talent there. But he's, he's, got, he's had a high rotation of fullbacks – um, he's got some underrated dummy halves. We all focus on how you need a star dummy half, and he's just getting away with Zach Wolford and Tom Starling doing the job. Uh, as I said, rotation of fullbacks again last night. Last night it was Jordan Rapana after Sebastian Chris pulled out. Um, we thought Xavier Savage was going to be the man. He's, he hasn't found his way as yet. I just think the Raiders uh, deserve a lot of credit, and particularly the coach, on the, the way they're building into their season. 
Yeah. Well, Bateman hasn't uh, obviously playing against his old team last night. He, he wanted to have a crack. He clearly has decided not to visit the sun on the legs since he's come oh, back. Honestly, he's like glowing when you're watching, isn't he? <laughs> he Poor is. bloke. He is. I was sitting there with my missus, we're watching it, and yeah. then she was like, gee, he, he doesn't see much sun, does he? <laughs> have a look at him. <laughs> have a look but at geez, him. But, geez, he can play. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's a, he kept out, coming, out didn't he? Oh, he's just a footballer. He's competitive. Yeah. Tony Squires, Dave Riccio, Mitch Moses, Aaron Woods with you. All right, we uh, played you a brief snippet of it earlier, but one of the big things to come out of last night's game was Ricky Stewart talking about Jared Croker and the decision to not play him uh, last night, what would have been his 300th, but to rest him for this next weekend in Canberra for the triumphant 300. This is what Ricky had to say. I don't know, did you think they missed Jared there for a little while? We were thinking, oh, geez. When, when did we miss him, mate? When did you miss him? Yeah. Well, I was wondering if you didn't think you ever missed him. It was 18-0 with 67 to go. And then they scored three tries and got a bit hectic there. Uh, but you reckon Jared would have stopped those three? So, yeah, when, when you're a leader, I'm only one of the leaders of this club. And it was a risk. But in leadership, you've got to take a risk. And these Muppets who have been bagging me, they're all the, they're all the guys who will read the textbooks and talk about courageous leadership, man management, and they'll go out and talk at corporate functions. But they can't actually execute it. They're not the people I want in my football team. They're not the people I want in the trenches with me. There wasn't a player there tonight that didn't want Jared to be having his 300th game at home. I didn't plan this last week. What I did was the right thing by all our Canberra fans not to go out and buy tickets and come here to save their hard-earned money because I wanted to make sure they knew I was resting Jared this week. I could have kept Jared in the team all week. They would have bought their tickets. The poor buggers would have had to come down here after work to see Jared play 300. But no, <clears throat> I did the right thing. I was open and honest. I was probably wrong to be open and honest. I might as well just lie. It really, it really shitted me off that these, these so-called experts who have never man-managed, who have never been leaders in regards to making tough decisions, and that, that was a big risk tonight. And I knew I was going to cop it, cop it from every one of you in here tonight if we had got beaten. But I was prepared to take the risk. That's leadership. Not these other Muppets who pretend they know. This will be one of the biggest events we've had for a player in Canberra. Toots, Croker, Jace, one of my best mates, he, he had to play his in Brisbane. So be it. I've made a decision. I want Jared to play his 300 at home. It'll be a great event for the club. We get nothing. The Raiders get nothing. We're battlers, we're, we're just brawlers. You can see that tonight. And we're good at it and we're happy to be proud of it. But we'll have a great event this week and Jared Croker deserves everything he gets next weekend. And he's gonna to have to bring the energy because he's gonna be playing with a team that are very, very wounded and tired. Thanks. One question and away he went. Uh, you, reckon he's happy, you reckon he's happy with his decision? <laughs> It's his decision. <laughs> it's his decision, not those Muppets who are, are watching. Look, we, we yeah. hear and see Ricky do this kind of stuff a, a lot, but this is, I mean, he's very protective of his, of his players and obviously of the reputation and all those decisions. First of all, did you, what did you make of it? Will mm. there be any come, kickback on that? Probably not. Oh, well, first things first, I want to say this. It'll be a sad day when Ricky Stewart hangs the boots up. And the microphone. And the, and the microphone. Sad day for you, journos. As an NRL coach. No, I mean this um, seriously. <laughs> for the Canberra Raiders. Yep. Because if, if the Canberra Raiders had a vanilla coach who walked into press conferences and offered cliche after cliche and didn't show the absolute passion and heart for that green jumper and was so protective of his dressing room, like Ricky Stewart is, I promise you the Raiders wouldn't get the spotlight and the attention the 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 sponsorship value, the the interest on TV, 
that Ricky Stewart, like it or not, puts a spotlight on the Canberra Raiders. And and I think it's I think it's incredibly valuable for the Raiders, but also the game. You've got such a passionate leader of a footy club. And and other footy fans of other clubs, I would argue that they would too want their own coach to speak as passionate about their footy team like Ricky Stewart does. I love love when they have a close game because especially if they get beat, I'm definitely tuning into that press conference because, you know, he's a time bomb. He He could go off. Well, the other times you'll just see say, I can't say nothing because I'll get fined. Yeah. Look, Tony, I don't there'll, – there'll, there'll be no repercussion from, you know. No. Like, well, there isn't. It's an opinion yeah, – it's an opinion based and, and an explanation. No. But let's I, not I, be... I've done a few uh, gigs down there for the Raiders and the, it's easy to underestimate the connection between the club and the town. And it's really, really important. And Ricky does a great job at that. Yeah. So I can completely understand this notion of what this means for the Raiders and the town next week to make that an event. We just hope that – Joe Croker doesn't you know, get COVID this week and well, yeah, can't play. See, see but, no. for, for Croakers, I'm, I'm, you know, as a player, you don't want to be missing games. But yeah. what I love about it is the sticky's taken it out of his hands. He's told him no, and then he gives you the reasons. You know, we could have, we could have ruled him out day of the game, whatnot. But then all the people that travelled and yep. he, he saved people a lot of time. So he's giving you a reason behind it. Yep, and he's just said, oh, it's my decision. Whatever heat you want to give it to me, give. But they got the two points, so move on. Let's not beat around the bush. The reason Ricky's blown up is because the Raiders were really, really disappointed in the comments made by Cooper Cronk on Fox League immediately last weekend after it was announced that the Raiders were going to make this decision. Because Vonnie Sampson hinted that that was going That's to be right. the case. And Cooper... Cooper you Cooper would say it about Roosters or Melbourne? Cooper made the, made the comments uh, that you, you scrap, you fight, and you claw, and the Raiders have done that to get their season back on track, winning the big bulk of games when Jared has been there. I believe runs uh, you know, runs through that no matter what game you play as far as character is concerned. Um, and a wise old man once said, don't count your games, make your games count. And that filtered down to the Raiders. And the, uh, to your point, they are a tight community club down there. And when someone disagrees with that, with that foundation of what they stand for, they don't like it. And that is what that that's why Ricky's making those comments in relation to textbook textbook comments. Yeah. Because it's 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 comments being made from outside Cooper the four Croc walls could of the race. himself something of a leader in football, I would have thought. Maybe some of the stuff that Ricky said is slightly unfair in that regard. Well, he has well he hasn't coached. Is I think that's Ricky's point. Well, he won a grand career. final, you know, well, when no, they, no, they, no they play with 12 no men and a motivational speaker when he had the busted wing. He won three in a row to go out. <laughs> yeah, he's not not bad player, yeah. but, yeah, you, just, you know, what do you say about Roosters or Melbourne? I don't know. I don't know, but that, I think it's important to understand the context of those but, comments. Well, the other oh, thing no, is, I totally agree with you. He said they scrapped and clawed. I think that's what Canberra did last night. Yep, indeed. So they, they sort of showed Cooper about his comments. Mitch, would you play that 300th wherever it fell, or would you, you know, the idea of uh, we're at Bank West, we're in front of our home crowd, let's do it? Um, I would play my 300th wherever, but Ricky's obviously done it for a reason and, and he's taken it out of the player's hand, you yep. know what I mean? So, um, you know, I, ba- I I liked how he said I could have just went out of it another way and he was really honest with how he, how he approached it and told everyone exactly what was happening. He could have just said, oh, he's got a bad hemi at the moment, he's having a week off, you know what I mean? Yep. So, and then there would have been any media stuff about that. And um, But he told the truth and um, I'll back him for that, but, you know, personally, I'll I'll play my three. We need to remember Wherever, that. Really. We need to remember that. Have this, two celebrations. Yes, exactly. That's it. <laughs> within, the, within the Canberra fan base, um, they love, like, they respect Jared Croker so much because of the way he's come back. 
And this is a player that wasn't supposed to play this season. Yeah. It was, it, it was every chance of hanging up the boots last year due to serious injury. And the Raiders and their fan base believe that they want to be able to give Jared Croker the greatest celebration that they have. And, the, and hopefully we've got uh, Raider CEO Don Ferner on the show late, later because he'll be able to explain the impact of what Jared Croker means to that footy club. Yeah. Look, and that sort of thing happens. When a player's been, as I say, nudging on that 300 mark, like Buddy Franklin, he gets rested, you know, and nobody really mucks around and thinks, well, that's unusual. But there is that, you know, rest him, get him out there in front of the camera faithful next week, so long as he doesn't pull a calf in the captain's run. Everything will be wood, Tone. Everything will be okay. Tony Squires, Dave Ricker, Mitch Moses and Aaron Woods. Mitch and Aaron just uh, sharing some parenting <laughs> tips for us, which has uh, been terrific information. Do we, do we talk about it on air? Or? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. There's a bit of a mess. Just chuck them in the shower, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, leave it to me, Mrs. Yeah. Do the rest. Uh, That's probably oh, easier. Yeah. I love it. How, how old are we looking at now? Uh, she's almost eight months. Oh, so cute. I think. And where are you? Oh, I've got a four and two-year-old. Yeah. It's not cute anymore. Yeah, really? <laughs> just, just hard work for you? you, you, you and I've, got a, I've also got a 32-year-old that sleeps as well there. Right. My wife. Yeah. My wife, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She's the hardest of them all. <laughs> uh, tough. We're talking about State of Origin. We're talking Wednesday night. And we're talking Queensland getting that job done. 26 to 18. Have a listen. Ganonian fine form there on Wednesday night, and that result, 26-18, puts New South Wales in a precarious position for the rest of this series. Game two, of course, will be at Suncorp in Brisbane. Uh, Not a happy hunting ground for the Blues. And, of course, then the final game will be in Sydney. Will it all be too little too late by then? Let's break it all down. Before we get to the game itself, uh, Dave Riccio, you you were there in Adelaide. How did the city uh, take it? How was the atmosphere at the game itself? Yeah, look, I know there was a lot of detractors about taking this game to Adelaide, 
guys, but certainly being in the city on the night and in the afternoon, there was a definite atmosphere and a real buzz around the city. Um, it's a it's a stadium city, guys. So you it's it's something that we would love in Sydney. Yeah. To be fair, well, what was it like being there? Like, what was the the crowd like during the game? Was it hard to watch the game being so far away? Uh, no, no, I, I I think it's a, it's a beautiful stadium. Yeah, I've never been. There. It's I've a never really been there, yeah. really nice ground. Got a lot of history about it. Yep. Yeah. The school um, bad. The uh, yes, yeah, it's an oval. Okay, yeah. so but it's it's, it's not like MCG. It's not the SCG distance. It doesn't feel like the SCG okay. circumference, where it's like you are far away when you watch a footy match. Yep. But you know, it's the bars and restaurants were heaving, right? Like uh, hour and a half, two hours before kickoff, and you walk to the ground, and so it had a real genuine atmosphere about it. Um, up over forty three thousand, I think it was forty, maybe more than that. Um, and you know there was concerns that it wouldn't be a sellout, but you, and there were a few empty seats. But the atmosphere inside the ground was terrific, honestly. And look, whether it translated to TV, I'm not too sure being there, but uh, it, I I really enjoyed it. And was there a house of protest from the crowd when New South Wales ran out in dark blue jerseys? Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, has become a talking point is the fact that the Blues were left out on the field yes. for quite a long time. Bef- be- well, before well, Queensland, Queensland came out. out. Uh, that's that's a little mind battle. Well, there's a suggestion it's an increasing tactic or trend yeah. from the Maroons they, they, to they, keep the Blues waiting. They did it when I was playing. That's years ago. Well, why happens. don't the Blues turn it around, Woodsy? Because we went out first. We went out first, I think. Why? I, I, well, they should flip it over next 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 week. Well, next, surely they do. Because the home, home team runs out first. Home nah, well, New South Wales will run out first. Because it's at Suncorp. Because well, it's at Suncorp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. You didn't have any problem. I mean, I know it's absolutely shallow, but the the whole sky blue jersey versus dark blue jersey, I, I like, you, you I like played sky in it. Blue. Yeah. 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 That's, what, that's what, mate, you look at it and go, all right, Nico Hines debuted, Davida Pengo, are they going to hang up that jersey? It's navy blue. I don't think they will be anyway, would you? Because yeah. they lost. <laughs> wow. Mate, well, they, well, they lost. Why would you want to get... Well, it makes your debut, debut jersey. debut jersey, you got to. Right. I lost my debut. I was still hanging up at home. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the memories, mate. I love it. it what, it's in a uh, glass. It's, nah, it's actually at my in-law's house. <laughs> <laughs> Means a lot, then. What about your series one? You got that one? Yeah, don't worry. That's... that's... Tucked that, away downstairs. That one's away. Through the ring down there. <laughs> and, a, and a photo of you just launching through the air. No, yeah. no, that was the year after. No, so, yeah. yeah. All right, was... so uh, <laughs> how damaging that in terms of from a New South Wales point of view. Queensland, you know, they they raced away early. Then, as we saw, New South Wales did come back. But Queensland, uh, they find a kick. Oh, always, Tone. It's just frustrating, you know. I think I said earlier in the show, Flagler goes to the sin bin. Um, you know, I thought that's our, that's our opportunity, you know, to really have a crack and... I don't know. It looked like Queensland went up another level and we didn't. You know, they just handled that situation well. Personally, looking back and on the night when it happened, Tommy's got a Category 1. Yeah. Flegley gets done for foul play, 10 the bin. I thought 100% they would have put Burton on the centre, you know, because you can I'd activate your 18th man. Because yeah. yeah. Nico Hines, he's not noted for his defence. He's, he's a great attacking player. And then you're going to put him at centre against one of the, a couple of the best attacking players on the other well, side. Fafita was... On that, Fafita on that was that edge. edge. Cameron Munster's left edge. Like it's just it's all hindsight stuff, Woodsy. It's all hindsight. stuff. I was calling stuff. it on the night at the time. Okay, fair. Yeah. If you did, I was. Mate, I couldn't believe it. We didn't. He's got centre of the year two years ago for Penrith. Fair enough. Yeah. If you said it on the night, I'll, I'll let you have it. I was it. with Maroon at a function. We were talking about it, and even he, even Maroon. Oh, so you didn't say it on air. No, no, you just no, said I it in a room. No, we were sitting there thinking about it. I was like, I mean, hindsight. I mean, you can't say it before the game starts. Exactly well, right. At the, at the time. Yeah. At the time, that's a big call to make at that time. Yeah. 
However, in hindsight, it would have been the better but, option. And the other thing for me is, what was the plan they're going to with Nico Hines? If Turbo doesn't get injured, they don't that. play. I agree with you on that. I didn't understand what role Nico was going to well, play. I didn't understand it before they picked I him. Would have, in hindsight, I would have put put him on as a running thirteen and have three halves on the on the field. Yeah, but then I, don't I reckon, like that, Mitch. I, I reckon it would have. Nah. How would you have brought him in defensively? He, he, he's not. Yeah, how would you have? He's not him, a thirteen. How would you have brought him into the game? I don't know. I don't know. You wouldn't have had him on the For bench. For me as well, I, I thought I'm we had sure. too many Chiefs, just, not enough Indians. So yeah. I thought you chuck in another Chief out there. How are we going to, People are complaining how Tedesco got in the road too much. You throw another one in Nico Hines, there's another one that's going to get in the road. I didn't think Teddy was that bad. Is there, the, oh, I'm, I'm with you, say well, I'm, I'm with you, but this is what other people are saying, Dave. Yeah. The, let's he's played, let's he's, address he's, that, though. Tony, he's played 20 games. Yeah. He's played 19 outstanding games. He's had one off game. He's still ran for 200-plus metres. Yeah. All we think about is just that little pass where he probably should have threw it out of a car in the corner. Yep. You know, nine times out of ten, Teddy does that. And then nine times out of ten, he also scores that he play. Also, it's a great not, tackle exactly from Tulane. what I was, was going to say. Nine times out of ten, he scores that himself. Exactly right. And, mate, yeah. he, he didn't have a bad game. He just had a couple of moments that he'd probably want to take He's back. never been a passing fullback. Exactly. And any suggestion of another replacement, let's say... But you know what... You know, um, uh, Dylan Edwards isn't a passing fullback. But, Dave, you know what, you know what the thing that gets me is we, we've got the best players. We don't play to their strengths. All we're doing is playing Penrith style of footy. Yeah, I agree so with you. So we're playing... Luai stays on the left. Cleary can roam both sides of the field, and they want Tedesco to play that right side of the field like Dylan Edwards, which yep. he can't do because he's so good at setting up our play fours, and we lose that shape on the right. They know we're not going to go to our mm. right. Tommy Turbo was getting no early ball. It's something they it got to look all to at. the left. Everything was going to the left. Because- so, so is that idea of playing the dependent system, obviously because they've got those players in the key positions and it's the, the short turnaround before you play the game, so that's well, what that's the combinations the, they've yeah. been in with Tone, so they thought they and would be comfortable. they've also been the best team for the past three yeah. seasons. Totally. Yeah, longer. They've been outstanding, yeah, three and a half going into this year as well. So. And, and I just wonder whether Isaiah Yo, the, the brilliant lock forward that he is, being the link man, if that's where the breakdown may, if we may see some change there. Where Cameron Murray might be just more of the running thirteen, where you play off a fast play. I, I thought ball. our bench was unbelievable. Like, no, I'll, I'll be starting Liam Martin Junior next game. Junior Paulo, um, yep. Liam Martin, and Cameron Murray changed the game. Yep, they, they, they the got the ball down ten 0 before they got on. Oh, they were they were just carrying yep. the ball with intent. Get us direct. play the balls. Yes, yeah. Play, yeah. Getting us play the balls, and they were unbelievable. Liam Martin wanted to kill someone out there. Mm. He was well, just flying and just changed the game. Indeed, which is what we kind of had had been hinted at. The start of the game would be like that with the likes of Tavita Pangai Jr. with well, Hudson Young the on there. That well thought it might be a bit on edge, but that didn't seem we to We go happen. with that mentality of bashing him, and I heard it somewhere and I was watching the game. The first carry Reese Walsh has, he flies back in the line and he goes straight at his teammate in Payne Hass and finds his front. Yep. Like, we need to pick him up and we need to drive him back three or four because after that, he's grown a leg. Look at, look at his comments after the game now. Mm. He thinks, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, you had yeah. a great game, champ, but that's one. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens in game two because no doubt they're going to take those comments into camp. He's, and then that'll be the biggest thing Just remind thing the listeners of the comments, Woodsy. Oh, he said something about New South Wales. We don't... They they run... They think they run it down there or something like they that. They think we run it all. And then he said he's got older brothers that, it? you know, he's been tougher. But, yeah. They think they own the game. They think they own the game. That's it, yeah. Wow. Mm. He's just... He set it up for game two. There's your press all week. Yeah, but he, he seems to be a, a, a young guy who quite enjoys... Does he played well. He played well, didn't oh, he? Mate, he <laughs> and, and he was he under was enough pressure. He was on debut. Yeah, yeah. I think all the debutants for them, they, they've outstanding. Was Colbert, Colbert on debut? No, no, no. He, he, no. Played, he, he played, played last year, but the hammer... I, was, I just thought Reese Walsh was outstanding. Like, you know, yeah. early in the game, creates the extra number just with his sheer pace. He wasn't overawed by the occasion. Yeah. Um, and he fitted in really well. 
I was like, how's he going to work with the combo with Cherry Evans, you know, no. with Munster? But, mate, yeah. it looked like he'd been there for 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll get to Queensland uh, a little bit later in the show. So just quickly. Do we uh, have did, to? <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> I think we do. Look, in the interest of fairness, yes, I think we no, probably should. Do you think Freddie will stick solid? We're, I mean, it's there's a lot of pressure on him now. I Are think... There, I think James Tedesco absolutely survives. Oh, as if he doesn't. Uh, Every day of the week. Uh, the, the Blues captain will be there. I think Nathan Cleary will be there. I think the only p- potential change is whether they go a second dummy half. What about, uh, would you, Hudson Young, he got taken off after 30? Yeah. Do you, or will he go back to the bench and start Liam Martin? I think the, I think the Blues need played. to have a look at their bench rotation yeah. and how they use their bench. Well, I just don't think he used the bench well. Pangai Jr. played six minutes in the second half. You know, Hudson Young come off after 30. But these are the points that, that, that Mitchie just touched on in relation to how well the bench went. Yeah. And then, therefore, the coaching staff thought, well, we can't take them off because they're going so well. Yeah. What, and then, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You've got to swap Hines. If Hines is not 5A, he's not in the team. Welcome to Tony's Spotting Quiz. Ah, yes. So the two gentlemen who sit beside me, uh, Mitch Moses and Aaron Woods, they've known each other for a long time. They've uh, played football together. They've seen each other's careers grow and blossom. Uh, so I thought we'd just ask a couple of questions, each of you, yep. uh, about each other's career. Uh, yeah, and just see how well you know each other. So it'll be one at a time. Um, Football-related, yes? So the Ricky has Ricky's been resolved. Well, mostly football. I'll sit okay, this one out, Tony. Ricky has been resolved. I'll sit out. It's you, fine. You can, <laughs> no, don't, don't move. I, look, I, look, I just scratched you out because I didn't know whether you were going to turn up. Uh, at the time you were back. <laughs> he thought you were still on, on his way. My name's not B. Reid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Reid will still chuck a full invoice yeah. too. You can still contribute anything <laughs> you will. <laughs> That's what I respect about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask, uh, okay, Woodsy, I'll, I'll, I'll start yep. with you. Let's go. What do you know about Mitch? All right. What year was he born? Uh, 95. 94. Oh, I knew he was three or four years younger. Yeah. Who do you play his junior footy with? Two and Gabby Tigers. <laughs> what? And Carly oh, yeah, the Cougars. That, that was one oh, of them. That's one of them? Oh, well, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, no, Carly right. the Come Cougars. On, I would throw Holy Cross Rhinos. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, he won the 2012 SG Ball Cup with the, uh, the Tigers. Do you remember that grand final? Who'd they played? I don't know. It was Webby, your coach, or Hedy? Yeah, Webby. Oh, they would have played probably Penrith or Para. Gee, that's a no. tough question, actually, that I said. That's that. hard it was Canberra. Yeah. Uh, he made his NRL debut in 24 against the Panthers playing what position? Fullback. Correct. Uh, what year did he sign with the Eels? Well, he left you know, halfway he through 17. Yeah. Correct. Well done. Everybody did. Yeah, he was... <laughs> I left the end of 17. <laughs> Mitch Moses was the first to do what at the new Bankwest Stadium? Score. Correct. In fact, in every method of scoring, and the try, on first like goal, the first field. afterwards. <laughs> that was my next I think question. they scored about 10 tries that day too. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. In 2019, he won the Dally M what? Positional player. Halfback of the year. Uh, how did he watch the birth of his first child? <laughs> Phone. <laughs> if I could accept that. Facebook. He's up in Townsville. FaceTime. I love his, I love his priorities. Oh, an easy one. Rugby, <laughs> those, rugby league's more important. <laughs> <laughs> what style of music does Mitch like to listen to pre Absolutely rubbish. What, what have you got there? Nah, he listens to Sweet Caroline and all that. <laughs> what have you got there? No, Sweet Caroline. <laughs> Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Is that what you got? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know yeah. what problem is? Every, we, we, played, we played against him one night and yeah. then I think they put about 40 on us and every time he kicked a goal... Sweet Caroline. Yeah, it's my try scoring song. So. Oh, yeah. oh, man. Oh, Does Neil Diamond get royalties for every time? Every see, sporting We've had a lot of world. social drinks with oh, each yeah. other, and he plays that quite a fair bit. Does he? <laughs> Is that your go to karaoke? Yes. 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 Well, it was. It, it was. was. There you go. We had some good times, Tigers. Uh, Not many wins, it. but we, had, we celebrated when we did. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's Mitch's sister's name? Kate. Cat. Catherine. Yeah. Cat. Cat. Yeah, yeah, Whatever you want to call it. Very, very good. Uh, does he have any tattoos? No. Clean skin? Yeah. Clean. No tattoos Nothing. whatsoever. All right, well done. I've got no idea how many you got. I went we'll pretty see. good there. You oh, yeah. did very, very well. They very well. Hardest, but I reckon these ones going to be way harder. Okay. Um, Mitch Moses, how well do you know Aaron Woods? How many clubs does Woods play for? <laughs> yes. uh, Tigers, You can't Bulldogs. use your hands because it's not enough. <laughs> Get your shoes off, Buster. Tigers, Bulldogs, <laughs> um, Dragons, and Manly. And one more. And one, one more. One more. It is, in fact, What's five. What's Buster's favourite team? Five. Yeah. Five, exactly, at the moment. Yeah, I Five. forget that one. Mm. Who did he play his junior footy with? Oh, no, wait. I played for Blacktown as well. The NRL <laughs> team. <laughs> um, junior footy? Yep. Balmain. Correct. Uh, Lockhart Juniors. Yep. He won the Tigers Player of the Year in what year? Ooh, I was there. 2014. 20... 2012, yes, he's got anything. Yeah. Who, described, well, who described Aaron Woods as a 114-kilogram prop with hair like a samurai, beard of a lumberjack, a throwback gut from the 70s? <laughs> is he Channel 9? <laughs> he occasionally does work at Channel 9. Who described him as that? How am I meant to know this? We were supposed to Andrew Webster. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Webster? Yes. Oh, the Journal yes. Webby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, did. Love it. I just wanted to read it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In 2016, he was chosen but missed the Four Nations test against New Zealand. Why? Um, finger. Inga, uh, wedding. Yes, he <laughs> missed it. For his wedding that you were at, mate. Come yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> you were you... your finger sideways. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, mate. Did you attend the wedding with, under uh, Face FaceTime or Facebook rather no, than I was going there, I was like there. you with the birth of the child? <laughs> I was, no. I was <laughs> more important, mate. Come on. <laughs> How many children has Woodsy got? One. Uh, two. Two, indeed. Can you name his children? Buster and not sure the other one. Coco. Yes. Coco. Okay. Research. <laughs> and what number is tattooed on his body? What number? <sighs> Where am I from? Oh, 2040. <laughs> well done, postcode. There you go. That is a brilliant game. I love it. Well done, both of you. I'm going to call it an absolute draw. Last night, it was the Raiders 20 over the Tigers 19. And Joe Tarpany is kind enough to join us right here, right now. G'day, mate. Congratulations. That was never in doubt. <laughs> hey, bro, yeah, pretty close one. Um, it's glad we got the win and got out of there. Was it bizarre because you were just kind of trucking along so well, 18 nil up, it was a foregone conclusion, then suddenly? Yeah, um, I felt like our defence for 67 minutes was strong and then we lost a man and, um, you know, we didn't we didn't cover our D for, for that guy and um, we, it nearly cost us the game. Yeah, Taps, it's Woodsy here, mate. Congratulations. I thought you were absolutely outstanding. You left from the front all night, mate. You know, with the with the the croaker, was there any talk between the boys, or were you happy for him just to, to have the week off and and pump up the three hundred games next week? I think um, Stick had the decision uh, a while back, um, and Croaks, um, the the bloke he is, is he was um, happy to do whatever for the team. I think you know if, if he wanted to play, he'd play. Um, but I'm excited for him um, this weekend. I know the boys will turn up extra hard this week. Another one of your players I love watching every week, Jordan Rapana, mate. You just chuck him anywhere. The more he gets involved, just the better he plays. And, mate, what about the energy last night? Every time he'd make a tackle, he'd be flying out and just pumping up. Is he a great player to play with? Uh, he's, he's the best, bro. Um, he's <laughs> 33, 34, and he, he just competes on everything. Um, and people think he's a grub, but he's just competitive. And um, <laughs> one of those guys you, you want to you wanna play with every week.
And was he a bit uh, lippy about scoring the 100th try for the Raiders there? <laughs> oh, he let the boys know. After. He actually didn't know. Um, one of the fans told him and then um, on the bus he was getting his ball signed and that. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joey, Dave, Ricky, hey, mate. Uh, you've moved into fifth position on the NRL ladder. The Raiders are just slowly sneaking up the ladder. But I want you to take me back to earlier this season. You started the season losing four of your first five matches. You were pumped at home by Penrith, 53 points to 12. I know what Ricky Stewart's like at that moment. He goes into dark places. But what was said to turn around after that? That's a poor start in anyone's terms. What has turned the Raiders around? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that Penrith, Penrith game was a huge turning point after we got pumped. Um, we actually had a, a player-led um, meeting and um, we, we had some honest conversations and um, knew we had to change stuff in the locker room and, and around around the club. And um, after that, the boys came out firing and, and won that Brisbane game and we kind of got in a roll. And, um, yeah, it was a real rocky start, but uh, I feel like we're playing good footy at the moment and getting a bit more consistent. What needed to change, Joey, about in the locker room? Is it preparation? Is it is it um, you know, working harder to get it? What was it? It's uh, footy. If you, if you play footy, you know it's all mindset. Um, we had a couple young young fellas in there and... and your mindset and footy is huge, so we just had to change our mindset on how we're looking at things. And um, at times during games, we were, you know, looking at the ref, trying to blame him, but it's it's all on us, and we we just need to fix that. So you play the Warriors next week now, then into a bye. What an opportunity that is to set your season up and and really cement your spot in the top four. But also too, what does that do for you as far as belief on how far this Raiders team can go? Yeah, definitely, it's huge this week. Um, Warriors have been going um, real good this year, and. Um, it's going to be a real tough game, but you know we've got, we've got to turn up for Crokes as his 300th, and you know you've got the bye following in. Um, so I know Tuta and the family will have a, a nice big celebration. So we get that win for him, and he can celebrate all week. You talk about Jared Croker and that and that milestone game, so huge. Ricky Stewart so passionate about it last night, talking about saving it for Canberra and, and that community, uh, and for you guys, and make it a huge occasion, one of the big nights in in, in Canberra uh, as. Someone who's lived and experienced that that relationship between the footy club and the footy community that, uh, that's around it, how important is it? Yeah, it's huge. Down here at Canberra, you know, um, we're the main sporting team down here. So when we're winning, you can feel that buzz around the city. And, um, you know, when we're winning, it's, it's good. And, um, you know, Craig's is 300. It's not going to be any different. Uh, he's a huge part of this club. And he's been our captain and leader for, for years now. And just a cold hero around here. So we need to, we need to get that job done for him. And taps with you know Jackie White obviously moving on into the season and, and retiring from from Brett Footy and same as Big Papa Leahy must give you some you know just some 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 positive strengths to go on knowing that you're going to have them every week now that they they want to you know they're, they're more focused on winning a comp than than playing rep footy. Yeah, hundred percent. Then two quality players and you know Origin times um, tough for those teams that have a lot of Origin players in them, but um, having them. Back with us, fresh, um, ready to play as a huge, huge bonus for us. Hey, Joey, you've committed to the club through until 2027. I think that's correct. Um, yeah. That opens the door for you as a player uh, in stepping up into a leadership role. We know that Jared uh, Croker, as we head towards celebrating his 300th, it probably is his final days at the club. We know that uh, Papa is still going to be there as well, and but Jack Whiten's moving on. Do you have an ambition to captain this Raiders side on a long-term basis, hundred percent. I've I've had the ambition uh, for the last couple of years, and I've been working on my leadership skills um, throughout the years. And I really feel like 
you know, 2016, I moved to the club and um, I didn't really think of myself in that way. And over the years, how much growth as a as a player and a leader, um, I really want to, you know, take that, that position. And I've, I've had conversations with Stick, um, I'm telling him that's, that's my desire and I'll just work at it. All right, mate. Uh, just one final one. Uh, Jamal Fogarty, at, at training, does he hit the pads and if with his kicks, what, nine out of ten times? How does he go? Oh, lucky to hit the pads. Usually they go dead. <laughs> <laughs> See, they uh, They practice after the training all the time, but um, very thankful we got those. Joey Tarpany, thank you so much for talking to us. Lovely to have a chat. Catch up again soon. Thanks, boys. Here he is talking about Canberra, how important they are to the community, and I guess what they are. They're an appointment for people yep. to, to go and see rather, rather than going to question time, I guess. It's so, Parliament House. <laughs> the, excuse me, the, um, the pads at, at Canberra, the massive, at GIO, the big, they're, they're the big milk they, ones, no, right? No, they, no, they're gone now, the milk ones, oh, aren't the milk they? Ones they are used gone. to be the big well, milk ones. Jamal, big. Jamal's got big. a big target <laughs> down there. How does he miss them? <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> how many kicks have you put in in your career? I think one for one repeat, so I'm 100%. Oh, oh, oh. Is that serious? I no, I just made that up. <laughs> we'll, we'll, go, we'll go with the files. <laughs> I'll go with the, we'll go with the files. It's the Saturday scrum. State of Origin 1 done and dusted. Uh, Queensland 26, New South Wales 18. The conversation, of course, uh, goes on and on and will do until they run out on Suncorp Stadium. Uh, what are we looking at? June, June 21, I think it is, for State of Origin 2 in Brisbane. A result that needs to go New South Wales way for there to be any meaning, significant meaning, for the third game in Sydney. Uh, all right, we're going to get to Queensland uh, in, in just a second, but uh, we're talking about Queens, the New South Wales forwards and what mm. may may not happen in terms of uh, the second game. Yeah, look, I'd be interested to get the boys' opinion because um, this is this is always yeah. Well, we've already dissected potential changes. Um, does Hudson Young? Make way is Tavita Pangai Jr. under pressure. Tavita was absolutely gutted with himself in the dressing rooms post-match in relation to, it was quite an interesting discussion I had with Tavita. He spoke about how he had watched Game 3 of the 2022 Origin Series, Game 3, where he watched the Blues make eight errors coming out of their own end. And he and he rammed it in, into his head, I can't make an error. I can't make an error coming out of my own end. And, and what did he do? Yeah. Under that pressure. Yeah, well, that's what you do. I can't hit the golf ball into the water. I can't, and that's exactly where it goes. And he and he come up with the loose offload, and he was gutted. Well, yeah, that was the only thing that he did bad in the game. Like, I he gave he, away. I thought he started a, well. another penalty as well, Woodsy. But, but that penalty, but wasn't otherwise, that penalty I thought for, he was pretty. Was that penalty the one on one rake you're talking about? Y- yes, the, it, that's that's, no, that's Hudson Young, mate. Yeah, yeah. There was there was another penalty, but he was gutted. Um, does he does does he get another shot, or do the Blues look at other options? Uh, it, I know Spencer Lenu. Yep. Yeah, he's a big one. I see. He comes back on Sunday night against the Dragons after suffering a ruptured testicle. Ouch. Jeez, that hurt. Um, and comes Lucky back. Lucky you got two. Sorry, sorry <laughs> he's been named in the extended reserves. If he plays. I'd love you as my doctor. It's okay, you got two. Yeah, you got another one, bud. If Spencer <laughs> plays and plays well, he might just be able to. See, I didn't know he was. I thought he was New Zealander. I, I had no idea about that. No, I, he, I'd love to get him. He's like. His leg speed in and out of, around that half time. He played. Yeah. He played under 18s, under 20s Blues. And, and, and what he does at Penrith is what he should do for New South Wales. Just the way he, he I think, he gets about 25 yeah, to 30 play minutes. Long. But geez, that his stint, impact is good. Oh, his impact. He knows his role. He does it every week. Does a week in, week out. I think he. He's. You know, we spoke about our bench before. If 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 you're going to move, say Martin to start. I'd love to bring someone like Spencer Lenu on. Well, or if you want to start something, you got Reed and Campbell Gillard coming back. Yeah, big. When's he due? Don't know. Oh, he just he just <laughs> winked at me. He that this week. Did he Don't just know. wink at me? But I, I personally think Re- Reggie's I mean, suited Reggie's, for yeah. what 
He was in great form. Now is Reggie? Yeah, is but Re- I think he's got offside with Freddie and that. Like that. Uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. no, I don't think that's. No, I don't think that's, that's the case. Well, I hope not, because I'd love to see him back out there. But let's just say Reg comes back next week. Um, is that enough? One run back yep. for Reg? Is he a fit guy? 100%. Is he? He maintains fitness well. I don't, it's Reg. They gave out a car one game. Yeah. Reggie's that type of player. He will leave everything out there for you, and it doesn't matter how long he's played, how many weeks. He's yep. then the other thing, Mitch. I love his physicality. Like he'll go out and try to kill someone defensively. He'll try to kill him with the ball, not kill him, but like try to hurt yep. him with when he's oh. carrying the ball. He's got great line speed. He's got a really good carry, and I think he'll do a great job to start the game. He, he loves the fireworks at the start. He loves the start of the game. Yeah, That's so it. I think he'd be a great. I, I completely forgot about him. I wasn't sure if he was back, Mitch. Thanks for the yeah. little heads up. Oh, but, I'm not um, sure if he's back, but I'm saying if he's back, I'd love. I'd love to see him back. And, and he's proven that he's done it before. We're not chucking a debutant. It's a, it's a tough game going up the SunCorp, and someone that's been there and done it, big Reggie. I he, think he's won two World Cups. He was in the World Cup last year. Yep. He's won two of them. I think Tone, that's a really good point. Woods he makes, and you're better to explain it. They're going up into a cauldron, right? It's different up there. And the pressure is all on New South Wales to square this series. Does Brad Fittler seriously start rolling the dice with one, two, three more debutants? Well, this is, or does he go with, with a Regan Campbell-Gillard yeah. who's played in big games, rep footy, and knows what you're going to get, as opposed to Spencer, as, as big a fan of Spencer I am, it's, it is still a de- another debutant going into the furnace Can of Can you pick of both Brisbane. of them? Yeah, I'd pick both. Can you pick both? I'd probably go with both because the thing is Reggie's going to start, you know, or maybe do you start Reggie, do you bring either – because Payne has to – if you look at all his best origins, he's come off the bench. Off the bench. His leg speed's been phenomenal. Um, he just gets over – he plays Even nice and direct. Um, do we start Junes? You know, there's so many talking points because then you look at your back row as well. Like you said with Hudson Young, do we keep him? Do we bring Martin or – does Murray start at lock? And what do we do with Yo? There's so many talking points out of it. It just depends on what they're looking for as coaches. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, Latrell, <coughs> massive back in. For oh, the big fella. All right, let's flip it. Let's go look in, in the, the Maroons dressing room. We'll obviously see Cameron Smith, uh, apart from his Channel 9 duties, <laughs> addressing the troops at, at halftime, uh, which got some people up in arms a little bit. But uh, Billy's team was, again, once again, doing exactly what they do, fighting all the way through. There's, there's obviously no real reason for them to look anywhere else but in those 17 jerseys. Well, Tom Gilbert's going to be changed. Yep. He's, he's done his shoulder. Kafusi come back? No, I think Kafusi got three or four weeks, so he'll miss that. Yep. So that's going to be one change I'll have to make. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on how – I don't think Selwyn Cobbo's backing up tonight against the Sharks. No, he's not. He's got a hit pointer there, pretty – <laughs> they don't look bad, but they hurt. They yeah, do. Right. They He'll tend be to hurt. Game too. I think he should be all right. But mate, I don't, I don't see them making too many changes. You know, they're happy. They're one 0 They're going back to SunCorp. They're home. Um, does the pressure get put more on them now that they're expected to win? Yeah. Like they weren't favourites for that game. There's all talk that you know New South Wales are still favourites. Queensland, a lot of people had them as to be favourites, but they weren't on the bookies. So now that they've got to go back to SunCorp and they've got the one 0 they've got everything to lose. Daily Cherry Evans, uh, as a fellow high-flying halfback, you see what he does, and, and it's not just for the Maroons. He, you know, he carries around at Manly as well for, for your club, yeah. Woodsy. But he's a sensational player, isn't he? It just it just looks like he knows his exact role in that team. Yeah, what he needs to do when he puts that jersey on, and um, I think he just frees up Munster that much, and he can just go roam and play whatever he wants. I guess so. Um, he came up with some big plays. That forty twenty was a massive play. That was huge. And you look at when he did drop that ball, he knew the, the moment of that game and when he yeah, dropped yep. it. But then he makes up for it. Like we said, Mitch, I, I agree with Mitch. He knows what his best attributes are and he doesn't overplay it. He knows the times he's got to do the forty twenties, but then he knows, all right, I've got to give the ball to Munster now. You know, I'll give the ball to Reece Holmes. Walsh. I'll give the yeah. Walsh. I'll give it to Cobbo. 
I, I don't need to come up with those big players. If I give to those blokes and put them in better spaces than what I'm in, it's going to create something. And that's what he's learned, I think, over his career. You know, when you're younger, you want to get in, you want to try to do as much as you can. But now that you're older, he knows his role. It's, it's like Latrell. They know what their role is. They know what they're best for. Latrell's not a, a fullback that runs 200 metres like Tedesco or Edwards. But he's, his involvements in the game are so much bigger than what those two guys have. I don't think Billy Slater will be happy at all with the performance, to be fair. Um, and and I, I think in the emotion of the loss by New South Wales and the, the, the mass call for changes and everything so focused on the Blues down here, I think deep inside the Queensland dressing room, I think they'll be looking at their performance and actually thinking, geez, we were lucky to get away with that. When you think about the possession count at, uh, at half time, the Blues were well on top and it was only through their own uh, poor doing that they weren't on, in front on the scoreboard. Um, their missed tackle rate, the Maroons, was yeah. uh, up around the 20s at half time. New, New South Wales look better when they go, what we call the grind, when they just go set for set for set. Mm. But then as soon as we, you know, we come up with that penalty with Hudson Young trying to rake it, they get a set start. They're such a, a better set start side than what New South Wales were. Every time they had it, they would just make us pay. But then every time we got back into the grind, we'd force errors out of them and then we'd look yeah. a lot more dangerous. We just couldn't score. We just couldn't get that final nail in the coffin. They, they nailed every opportunity exactly. they had. Yeah. They that didn't was... have many, but they got them. Exactly. And then we got held up over the line twice. Like pass, you score yeah. those two tries, you never know. The, the game could have blown out. Yep. Yeah. It's it's difficult to go in, uh, out of that zero and one hole, though, and head to Suncorp Stadium. You it's talked huge. about it being the cauldron, all those of those things. Uh, some questions around who's going to be running Tone, out in the blue jersey. Tone, uh, I asked Brad Fittler in the press conference after the match. Yep. No New South Wales team in the history of State of Origin has ever lost game one and gone to Brisbane and squared the series to save the series. This is the task that faces the Blues. History's against them. Um, the critics are against them. And that's probably what they probably need to arguably latch onto. Use it as motivation. Let's go create history. Let's do something special here, guys. Because you know what? If they square the series and then are coming back to Sydney to win the decider, Queensland are gone. then it's, it's completely flipped. Yeah, It's completely flipped as far as the pressure is concerned, the expectation on what we believe is a Queensland series already wrapped up, one and done. Yeah. And that's the opportunity. That the you know, the other have. thing is, there's a huge in for this game too. Who's that? Latrell Mitchell. Yep. Yeah, I, he's, I reckon he's once, once he got pulled out of game one, you already saw Queensland swap their centres around. They had Hemiso on him. You know, then they moved him back to his because he's a left carry, put him back to the left side of the field. Um, I know if I'm playing against Souths and Latrell's ruled out, geez, what a big, what a big win that is for us before we've even played the game. Having his presence just oh. there on the field, like he didn't even have to touch the ball. I reckon just having his. Presence we could have there. two players on him, Mitch. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. And like you said before, like I think we're talking about off air, a couple of those times when we got those opportunities when Crichton gets the ball and he just didn't catch it comfortably, they were jamming up in his face. That's what Latrell loves, and he just gives you that big fend. And yeah, you know, even when he does get tackled, he, he throws blokes two meters off the mark and gives you a quick play ball playoff. There is something about that kind of sporting charisma, isn't there? Somebody who carries it before they do any action on the field because of their past actions, obviously, but because just the way they carry themselves, yeah, yep. just his presence. It's it's it, having him there in the centers will be massive. And the Maroons have got it with Munster. Yep, hundred percent. You know, and that's that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Bigger the game, the better the player. Mitch Moses, Aaron Woods, Dave Riccio, my name is Tony Squires. With you on this Saturday afternoon, all right, another terrific week for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Um, Dave Riccio, what's the latest? Where are we at? Oh, that's a big, mm. wide-reaching question. Totally. How, how long have we got? Yeah. <laughs> 
It's been dragging on for how long has the season been gone already? Yeah, I know. Um, sorry, Tone. Yeah, Tone, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'd love to be able to give you some good news being a, a Tragic Dragons fan, but uh, it was a it was a kick in the teeth, wasn't it? Uh, well, it was for, seemed to be done and dusted in terms of the Jason Ryle situation. Uh, according, as coach. according to uh, that, Mr. Peabody, Brent Reed, <laughs> he thought it was done. To be fair to no, to be fair to Reedy, on Monday night, just gone, Jason yep. Riles was on the verge of committing to uh, the head coach of St George Laura job. Yeah. By Tuesday afternoon, he changed his mind. Wow. Um, Did you know what? Do you know time, what made him change his mind, Dave? Uh, 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 the Still that lack of security as far as knowing what that footy structure looks like down at Saints. So they can't tell him what they're going to be doing? No. They can't tell him who the GM of footy is and who the head of recruitment is. And that is a real big concern for a rookie coach to step into that environment. There's just no security blanket around him for success. What What is the successful structure set up here at Saints that I'm walking into? And that there just wasn't enough straight answers. And at the same time... You've got the most successful sporting organisation, arguably in Australian sport, talking to you about a potential pathway to becoming their head coach. Now, the money, the money that Saints were offering for Jason Rolls, I just found, I just find staggering. It was eight hundred thousand dollars for a rookie coach to take up that head coaching job, which puts him about uh, more more than half of the NRL. Coaches at this point in time, Mitchell Moses wage. <laughs> yep, and and I just find I think that's an indication of the desperation, and I just think it was a huge gamble to take on a rookie coach. I would say I guess there's a huge mistake from him not taking that that's off. Quite, quite frankly, because how was his guarantees? Has Melbourne given him guarantees that once Craig Bellamy has finished, he gets that gig, or is he just he's back into the assistant? There's coaching been no public circus. guarantee. Tone. He's given the opportunity, but he's also not to he's coach not, one of the great clubs. I don't think he's in coaching. the history of the game. I don't think he's even coaching. Unfortunately, Tone, you're measuring one of the great clubs, St George, St George. Yeah. It's St George Illawarra Dragons. Illawarra, now, and unfortunately, they are currently not one of the great clubs. Due to the fact that their, their their sole success was 2010, yeah, right, and in and out of semi-finals probably ever since, and in and around the bottom of the top eight. Yeah, we know the change needs to happen, but I don't understand why he didn't. But have why the is that an appealing? It. Why is that an appealing? Well, because job? surely he's a competitive man. He's played there before. He knows he's tr- he trusts himself. He, he lives there he can too, be involved. Tom. I can talk to the management about who they're bringing in, how to how to create that environment around me that does make me feel safe and secure. I mean, he's got to at some point go, okay, I'm ready. Hey, I'm, I don't I'm ready disagree on that. The, the fact that Jason recognises I'm not ready is, is a definite factor as well. And maybe the fact that I'm not ready to take on this size of a job. Like a rebuild. Yeah. This size. And which yeah. is why the discussion point has switched now to do St. George Illawarra head down an experienced coach path. Like a Shane Flanagan or Des Hazler or Michael Maguire. What, so a little sugar hit while they try then just to you know, bottom out and away they go? The way, if, if you want my opinion, yep. this is what I believe they should do. I believe they should put, they should get Shane Flanagan and Dean Young together. They have worked together before. Absolutely. Yeah. And they are very similar character traits. They are both defence-orientated. And if we know one thing about this game, defence wins matches and comps. Shane Flanagan has also recruitment pulling power. One of the one of the great, um, the greatest hurdles Saints face going forward is in recruitment. Their ability to attract players. 
They stink right now. They need to be able to have some type of lure to buy players. Shane Flanagan has tentacles throughout the game. I'd put him in for two years and a pathway for Dean Young to take over within the next two years. He's a dragon through and through. He has gone away and done his apprenticeship at the Cowboys again and also at the World Cup, uh, Samoa, wasn't it, yep. uh, as an assistant. You are, he has spread his wings to create, as I say it again, recruitment pulling power. Will Flanner be happy with just a two-year deal? Like, yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't... But he doesn't want to be just, just a fill-in for two years. Well, I don't know. Have they put a proposal to the table? I know they get on well. And the other and, thing is, Flanner's done it before. He's built a club from nothing when Cronulla. Let's look at the West Tigers situation. Why have fans calmed down to a degree on the Tigers? Well, they won some games. Following the Michael Maguire axing? Because the Tigers came out with a strategic plan that this is what we're doing. Tim's in, and then Benji's taking over. And what, what can the fans say to that? They can only go along with the ride because that's the plan now. They've also won games. They weren't happy with it six, okay. seven weeks. Why, the what, you think there's no there's no um, uh, continuity, uh, there's some relation to the fact that there's a strategic plan of the Tigers and now the players know where the club is heading? So, therefore, this is the ride we're on. We ha- Success follows that. When there's no plan, it's very hard to have success. Yeah, that's true. And that's the dragon situation at the moment. All right, what about... Off field because St George Bank, you know, it was never a natural fit for me as a sponsor. St George Bank and St <laughs> George, they have decided they're going to end what has been a lucrative and long term uh, partnership. That is also dreadful news. It's it, honestly, this is a massive blow for not only the Dragons but the game. The game can't afford to have forty three year sponsors walking away. At, at, at a million plus a year. What's the reasoning why they just fed up with all the stuff that's happened there or...? A, 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 a culmination of that, Woodsy, absolutely. And, and to be honest, guys, I think it's time the NRL, Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo paid the Dragons a visit. They've done this in the past with other clubs when, they're, when they are dysfunctional. West Tigers is an uh, example. Back in 2014, they set, uh, the Dave Smith, former NRL CEO, uh, made some decisions to put some independent directors on that board. They've gone in and helped the Gold Coast Titans before uh, get back on their feet. They've helped the Newcastle Knights get back on their feet, the NRL. This, uh, Don't I, they just give us 10 premiership Have we not seen – this is one – to your point, like, this is one of the most powerful brands in Australian yep. sport, the Red V. And have we seen them at this lowest point? Have we done? Have you? As no, a fan? well, I haven't won a spoon since nineteen thirty-eight. I think it was. So, uh, so what that po- was as St George. Obviously. So, at what point, when you've got million-dollar sponsors walking out the door, yeah. do the NRL go? Hang on a second. Can we please have a meeting? And I want to know what your strategic plan is to get this club back on its feet and firing again. Yeah, no. I, I look, I think all of that is valid. Uh, and who knows over the next few weeks? The, the coach thing is obviously the the because we're not going to. And the problem and the pain lasts years and, you know, longer and longer, the less results we have right now in terms of who's going to attract you to the club, which coach, who's, who's going to be there next well, year. I've got a great relationship with Flano and I know a lot of players yeah. do. So I, I, it's play, he's a coach that a lot of players would want to play for. Um, you know, I had him at Sharks and now I've also got him at Manly. It's, I love working underneath him and I think he's that type of coach that's, you know, he's got a great rapport with his players but he's also a hard man. Yeah, and you don't want to let him down. So I think he'd, I'd personally, you know, pump his tyres up because I've had a, I've had a great working relationship with him. So I think he'd be, he'd be ideal for the job. 
All right. Maybe go back to Penfolds as the sponsors. Oh, well. Terrific days. Terrific days. Heading towards kickoff, the Warriors at home against the Dolphins. Uh, it's in Auckland. Last year, was it Napier, I think, was last week uh, where we had the, the, the streakerathon. Yes. That's right. Well, they kept their clothes on, mate. Yeah, disappointing. The, the, the weird thing about that was they didn't, there was 12 of them or something. So they're supposed to be $5,000 fines, but they're only fined if you're naked. So because they kept their clothes on, none Too of them smart. was fined. None Disappointing. The best part about when you see a streaker, you always have a little look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so your disappointment isn't that they invaded the pitch, was that they kept their clothes kept on. Kept the clothes on. Filthy. Woodsy. Woodsy. <clears throat> All right. So just give me a, a medical update on you. When do you plan to return to the fray? Uh, hopefully in the next week or two. So it's, it's going pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I think I start contact next week. So see how it goes from there. All right, and so that will put you perhaps in line to be playing against yeah, Mitchy Boy. Mitchy Moses and the Eels. Be good fun, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Love to be out there again. We always have a little bit of a chirping battle when we play against each other. No late pressure on the kicks, Woodsy. No, no, you can't he, touch the kickers, especially Mitch. He does like a dive well. after he gets touched. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, he's well known for it. <laughs> Do you have to take your mouth guard out to talk? I don't you? wear one, now. I can't wear one. That's good to know. I'll tell yeah. the boys. <laughs> I haven't worn one my whole career. Seriously? Because I love just I like talking. And you got yes, good I know you like talking. I like talking. Yeah. Do you, do you start commentating games out? Well, I try to commentate on the run, so I'm trying to help the people next to me when we when we call the game. You know what, Woodsy? I wear a shock doctor mouth guard. <laughs> yeah, because you get paid a lot of money. Wear a shock doctor uh, mouth guard, do you have the chin there? Oh, yeah, I there it is. Very well in it. So <laughs> let me you? know if you need one. I'll, I'll go. I might I'll get a couple of you throughout the week. So you don't need to take it out to, to chat? No, my, it's because ultra thin. Right. So let's shout just out say if I was getting paid to wear a mouth guard, I'd have about ten of them. Yeah, it's ultra thin, so you can speak pretty well in it. Look at the ambassador; he's outstanding. Jeez. What's it made of? I don't even know. It, it protects me, though. Rubber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get some of the woodsy. I'll get some of the woodsy. I'll bring it in next time. Okay. Yeah. Because you don't mind a chat, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, not yeah, as much that, as like, Gutho. I've got to. Gutho? Gutho loves a chat, Gutho, yeah, he does. Well, we've got to. It's our job. It's, yeah. a, it's always better when you play against your mates, too, because I know we, we just try to wind each other up. Right. So it's good fun. Because you've got history. Yeah. You've got things that you can yeah. I remember there's one game where... Mitchell made a line break against us. Sean Johnson ran him down on one leg. No, it was, that was the best. That was, I had bad carbs. That, that was the year I had <laughs> no, bad carbs. No, you know, no, you know, no, you know what? what torrential the, rain. The, the ground was about a metre deep in yeah. water too. It was torrential rain. That was uh, at... Uh, that was Cogra. That. Cogra. All right, well, we're talking about fines then uh, for running onto a field. What about for pulling hair? Uh, Dave Ricco, did Reese Walsh cop anything for his hair pull on Jerome Luai during uh, State of Origin No, 1? he wasn't cited for that. No, he, oh. he escaped any punishment from the uh, NRL match review committee. How? Well, that's a question for others, Mitch. Some, some players are protected by the NRL. Man, I've seems, been fine twice for like That is a G-up. That is a joke. Like, how a... is it not a hair pull? But you could clearly see he pulls his hair. It's one of the most blatant hair pulls I've ever seen. I would mm. love to see what the match review committee say about that. Yeah. Well, there was no fine. Oh, it's a joke. You, you've been... Surely we get him to come out and say why yeah. they didn't fine him. But isn't that what um, Endersley does every Monday? He'll just stand up oh, and say, oh, we probably should have, but we didn't. But... I don't understand that. Well, we'll ask on uh, on Monday. But you've been fined. Oh, I'm just filthy about because I've been fined a couple of times for hair pull. I had okay. one. And as I didn't well. even mean to. No. Oh, me too. You're fine for hair pull. I had a hair pull one, and I pulled. I, his hair was down below his jersey. Yeah. And I've I've pulled it, and his hair's. Th- but he, I've grabbed his jersey as well. You can see his jersey's moved, and I got fined for it. Sometimes there's no other place you can grab, like. <sighs> Because if you grab a jersey lower... He didn't even grab a jersey. No. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. He's always pulled his hair out of his scalp. In in American football, in the NFL, obviously, if it comes below uh, the helmet level, it's considered to be part of the the jersey. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you're allowed to use that. Well, Frizzell got off on his one. But that was 
Fair enough. Honestly. Yeah, he did. But that's exactly right. Like, I yeah. don't mind Frizzell because fair. he's in a, an attempt to make a tackle and he's trying to reach to grab yeah. it. Yeah. Or is it a cheap shot? Is it a form of cheap shotting? Well, I think it was funny. Is it the he, new he cheap pulled, shot? He, he pulled the that's hair. That's what they're trying he, to then, say. That's why they should be fine. But, but. but he saw the players come and he just let go and tried to walk away out of the huddle. Liam Mutt was come flying in yeah. for him too. It was good. Well, Luai's so, come out and said he wants him. So. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. how good's that? There's, there's so you much on the line. Away. This origin two is going to be so. awesome. I love it. You, so you've been fine, Woodsy, uh, for hair pull, and you've been fine for a, a hip drop. All the classics. The hip drops that they got rid of now. Yeah, oh, wow. they still they're not penalising him anymore. They don't appear don't to be. Say it. Don't, don't say it. Too sorry, sorry. Might, I'll get done, I'll get done the first game. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you goose. You will. <laughs> How do you, in terms of fines over the years? I mean, that's obviously for some people, it's quite large amounts of cash. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think doesn't it go off the contract as it well? It does. Which, it's the yeah. percentage of your earnings. It didn't used to, but it didn't okay, used yeah, to. I don't think it used to. Yeah, because there was a couple of boys who like on development contracts and things like that, and then. They get a fine. There's well, remember, Maddo, Maddo, didn't want to pay, Maddo didn't want to pay the fine. He took the weeks. <laughs> he tried you could, look, you could look after that. him there, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll blame the club. We'll get the club. They, the club's got to look after him. <laughs> Come on, Buckets. You're better than that. Yeah, Buckets. Buckets do something about that. <laughs> and the game last night, the Raiders 20 over the Tigers 19. And it's a great joy that we have with us right now, the Raiders CEO, Don Ferner. G'day, mate. Nothing and gents, how are you? Um, very well, thank you. Now I understand you've got a bit of a, a, bit, a, bit of a cold. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you taking your time out. Um, good win, that nearly disappeared. Yeah, it did. It was certainly looking good at 18-0, but um, you know, the weight of possession changes and, and the game can swing, and it did, and um, we're lucky enough to get away with it with that penalty. The uh, Ricky, obviously, when Ricky Stewart uh, faces a microphone, it's it's fantastic for everybody. Great entertainment. Uh, the, I guess the story outside of the game itself is what is going to happen in terms of Jared Croker. Uh, Ricky wasn't happy that there was commentary on that, and people who, you know, outside eyes having a look at it. But uh, he's a great player, a great servant for the Raiders, and the town will come together next week. Yeah, I mean, for us to honour. On a Jared like it should be, it, it, the game should be here, and it just meant missing that that game, and it was a risk. And um, you know, he, you know, nobody probably in our club deserves it more than Jared Croker. He's absolutely outstanding person on and off the field. Um, if you were looking at junior kids to look at somebody to to to, to mirror them, um, he would be the person. He's never caused an inch of trouble, um, but for him to be able to um, celebrate that. Yeah, next Friday night with over twenty thousand people there, and probably where he paid one hundred and fifty of those three hundred games. That's that's more fitting. It's more fitting for him to get the presentation, you know, after the game in front of our fans and than an opposition fan. So we felt it wasn't um, it was the right call all the way through, whether we won the game or not. And I guess um, Rick was emotional about that, but the right result happened for for Jared. Um, was certainly at the start of the year. You know, three hundred games looked looked a lot further away. He suffered some injuries and. Um, you know, he, he didn't start in the team, so he fought his way back in. So, as I said, nobody, nobody um, in my time at the Raiders, no player has deserved it more than him. Don, obviously, just don't hang around too close with Jared. By the way, you're sounding now. You hate, hate for him to miss through the <laughs> flu or COVID. Yeah, no. <laughs> a couple just, cultural cold flus, you'd be sweet. Yeah, I'll try. Yeah, Don. So. With the, what's what's the plans this week for for Croker? Like obviously it's a it's a huge occasion. Any any um you know dinners to celebrate, or is just doing yeah. it for the game day? Uh yeah. No, there's a there's a, a, a dinner for the team on Thursday with his family, um, and there's another function Saturday night after the game. Hopefully celebrating a win. But um, you know there's a lot of memorabilia. There's there's t-shirts. There's you know we, we're giving um, some tickets to to his local his local 
town and local team, which is which is Goulburn's where he grew up. Um, he's just well loved by everybody down here, so that there'll be a fair bit of festivities throughout the day. Obviously, his family will be there when he runs on, and then there'll be a presentation by uh, Andrew Abdo after the game. Um, so yeah, it'll uh, it'll be a big day for us, and, and it'll, it'll probably be our biggest crowd this year. Yeah, one of the greats, Tootsie, uh, one club player and an absolute gentleman of the game. But back to Sticky, do you ever get nervous when he's got to go down to a press conference? Do you ever warn him and, you know, we haven't got much money to spend this week on a fine? All the time. My other job and sometimes he takes my advice and sometimes he tells me where to put it. And um, But he, uh, yeah, so sometimes I've calmed him down and other times, other times he, he, uh, he, you know, he is, he is what he is and, and says what he thinks, which... Um, can get him into trouble at times, but uh, also, I guess, makes great for television. Hey, Donnie, Dave, Riccio, is this game sold out as yet? And do you expect but, it to no, sell out? Uh, pre-sales are, are looking really good. Um, so sellout's about 24,000. Certainly, we're, we're we're heading for 20 at the moment. Um, and if the weather's good and the promotions ramp up towards the end of the end of the week, it'll, it'll be our biggest crowd this year for sure. Hey, no, no, no club does the, um, the pre-game run out of a team better than the Raiders. What even... You got any secrets in store or anything you want to reveal in relation to uh, who might be blowing the horn? Uh, well, yeah, we we, uh, we did ask Jared for any one of his family. We also asked Jason Croker, but he wants them all on the field when he runs out. So um, luckily, uh, Andrew Abdo is coming down to present the 300th um, uh, a present to, to Jared after the game. So um, Andrew's going to blow the horn and he's honoured to do that. He was very <laughs> yeah, honoured to do that. Uh, he's never done it before, so... Uh, and Jared was was very happy for for the CEO of the game to to blow to blow the horn and get it started. And um, yeah, you'll have a lot of family there. There's a lot of croakers if you know anyone around Crookwell and Goulburn. There's a lot of croakers <laughs> out that way, and uh, half of them will be uh, will be in, in, at uh, this um, Friday night. Uh, j- just quickly on on another raid, uh, Corey Hadawit Anita. What what's the latest there? Yeah, so he's um, had a series of um, uh, he's, he's got to go and see a neurologist next week, um, but he's had. Most most of the tests done in terms of his heart, so that's been cleared. Um, obviously, after it happened, uh, he, he was straight up to Westmead, and the scans showed no bleeding and, and no no uh, trauma after the event. But he he really does need to get the full clearances from neurologists now. So there's some MRIs, and uh, you know, our doctors liaising closely with the NRL's doctor. But uh, very very scary event. Um, hopefully, a one off. But yeah, it's it'll be a process to get him back on the field. Isn't that pleasing news? Really positive stuff uh, for Corey. Uh, Donnie, it'd be remiss of us not to ask the CEO of the Raiders where for for fans out there, where are you heading as far as working on a replacement for Jack White? And what's the what's the club's plans? Yeah. Uh, have you identified any talent that you're looking at? Uh, we know Jamal Fogarty's doing a tremendous job in the halves at this point in time. Uh, but where uh, where where are you at with a replacement for White? Yep, excellent question. Um, we certainly haven't got anyone. You know, there's no Jack Whitens out there. That's the reality. Um, we would have loved to have kept him. Um, I, would, I would have loved. We would have all loved to see Jared get 300 games at this club, like like Tootsville this week. Um, but he's a unique player, Jared. He can, can play centre five eight anywhere. So he will be very difficult to replace. There's, there's literally nobody off like him. So we are watching. We're just going to be patient. Um, and, uh, and wait and see what might pop up. Um, but, yeah, certainly there's nobody there at the moment, but we'll, we've got plenty of money spare in the cap, and uh, we will just be patient. It's amazing how many clubs come knocking when they know you've got some money to spend. So I, don't, I don't think you'll <laughs> yeah, be uh, and, running dry too soon. <laughs> and you don't know what's going to happen at other clubs. Perhaps coach changes and, and someone 
you know, Luke Books, for example, played really well last night. He's not signed up, you know. You know, we, the opportunities will pop up. We just got to make sure it's the right one. All right, Don Ferner, uh, we appreciate your time, given the state of your throat. Uh, sit back, <laughs> get yourself warm and ready for a terrific week for Jared Croker. Thanks for having me on, guys. My absolute pleasure there is, Don Ferner. Sounding more and more, more like Joe Croker. Mitch Moses, Aaron Woods, Tony Squires, and this man. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. This has got it all. Indeed it has, Dave Riccio. All right, let's begin. Again, State of Origin, uh, Tommy Turbo, he went off. What is the situation with that head injury and uh, its category? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, it's a development that uh, has... Um, unfolding on the Telegraph website, uh, a story broken earlier today, is that the Manly Seagulls uh, are seeking some confirmation and some clarity from the NRL around the exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the Category 1 or Category 2 concussion that Tom Trebojevic has suffered. Now, on the night, uh, Wednesday night in State of Origin, the on-field doctor for the Blues categorised it as a Category 2 Concussion. Yep. Yet the independent doctor in the bunker, uh, which is based here in Sydney, uh, categorised it as a Category 1 concussion. Now, it's all symptom-related as far as those categories are concerned, and the, the reason for the Category 1 um, uh, decision by the independent doctor, I understand, is because the Tom stayed down momentarily. The Manly Seagulls and the Blues are uh, using the evidence of what the New South Wales doctor uh, described it as a Category 2 with no concussion symptoms. And, and and again, in the last 24 hours, he has had follow-up assessments done, Trebojevic, and again, no concussion symptoms. And they're taking that to the NRL. Now, the purpose of this is to get Tom to play next Friday against the Dolphins for Manly. Which it's would, a mandatory 11-day, yeah. It's, it would, it, at this point in time, he's Category facing one. a mandatory 11-day stand-down. The Manly Seagulls play in nine days' time. They want to to be able to use him. Now, it's obviously huge for the Seagulls, given his star power, but also to the, the New South Wales Blues because it would clearly give Tom an opportunity to play before the Origin 2 team is selected next Monday. Yeah. Uh, it's currently in the throes of the NRL. It'll be interesting uh, to see how this one pans out. So, Mainly believe they've got pretty strong, well, see, the strong other, grounds. The other thing is, Dave, I think the, the doctor that did a lot of the HIA sort of things is Dr. Paul Bloomfield, who is our doctor at Manly now. Yes. So he took over from Gibbs when Gibbs left two years ago. And, and so he's the he was the former NRL, NRL chief medical yeah. officer. Medical officer. And he now knows, he's the current club doctor of Manly. Yeah, and he doesn't agree that it was a Category 1. You've picked up on this as well? Yeah. Yep. We, we spoke about it at the club today, and you know I think they're trying to get Tommy to play next Friday, but it needs to be clear from the NRL first. Yes. And now Manly is saying, look, we're not going to put him out there at risk. Whatever you guys determine, you can determine it. But we, just ha- it. we have every right to question it and query it. Uh, and that's in the current current process. So let's go back and, and look at the vision again or yep. what we're doing have, and say, yes, we, you know, we... Because he doesn't have, have any... Right. Of the, and he, he hasn't got a concussion. He's yep. got no symptoms or nothing post the game. So he's, he's in good state. And then they said that he hasn't got any... Anything that they look for for a category one, he didn't. He wasn't wobbly legged. He didn't, you know, lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the problem with this, the staying down issue is that, and I'm not saying now, but it, plenty of players do play for a penalty, yeah, if, and stay down for that. Does that mean they immediately category one? It would be odd. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, how does how does it, how does a doctor read when a player is trying to milk a penalty? Yeah. Um, 
And I think it also needs to be taken into account. Dr. Nathan Gibbs is the New South Wales Blues doctor. He's a widely respected, hugely experienced yeah, um, sports doctor who has over 40 years of experience. So mainly believe they've got a pretty strong case to see Tom Trebojevic run out next Friday. So it's the bunker strikes again. Hey, well, you... I mean, that, that's just, asking, been, just asking a question, Dave. Woodsy, it's been put in place yeah. for, for obvious reasons, right? To, for the protection of the players. Yeah, Ponga, Ponga had one not long ago. I think it was against Manly. It was against Cronulla. Against Cronulla. Up across Harbour. He went And he, he laid motionless. Oh, well, yeah. And then he went off HIA and came back on. Yes, that's right. And, and many believe, a, many believe at that game, including both some officials from both clubs, well, we were believe it, he should never have come back onto the footy we, field. We were calling that game. It looked like he went down and he, you know when your fingers go... Spasm. Yeah, they go a bit funny because you can tell a bloke's been concussed. He came back on, scored yeah. a try, so I think he was all right. <laughs> he was going all right, yeah. <laughs> Knocked some sense but into him. But Tommy's, his is worse than Tommy's one, I think. Yeah, yeah. much worse. Tyson Frizzell appeared to suffer quite a heavy head knock <laughs> in State of Origin as well, and he didn't even have to come off. Was that for well, an HIA? Is that the collision with Reese Walsh's boot? Uh, I think it may have been. Or knee? Uh, yeah. As, was, it, as Walsh was climbing into the air, yeah. Yeah, yep. quite significant. It looked like it. Anyway. All right. What about uh, the Sharks' Connor Tracy? Where's Is he going? Where is he going? What's happening? It's interesting because Connor Tracy uh, filled the void for Sia Sifatalakai over the past two weeks, and, and you could make a case that Connor Tracy is responsible for Dane Gagai missing out on Queensland origin oh, yeah. selection. Uh, obviously, the Sharks beat the Knights at Coffs Harbour that afternoon, and Connor had a wow of a game. And he does. He does. He comes in and fills a, fills a. He's a problem fixer for the Sharks. He can play wing, centre. He's actually a five eight, and, and that's right. Grew up in the halves. Um, what has happened? He's attracting a lot of attention, which you could understand from rival clubs. Now, Mitch's club Parramatta has been linked to Connor Tracy. I'm a, I'm of the understanding that there's no real substance to, to that in, at this point in time. But there's no d- doubt he's being chased by rival clubs. I'm hearing Cronulla will not let him go at this point in time. Is, is he contracted for next year as well? Yes, he is. I wouldn't let him go either. He's, um, he's too valuable. Yeah, well, that's it. And, you know, you're halfway through a season. Depth is everything. And as you know, when he does come in and he delivers, it's it's it'll be hard for the Sharks to say... They're players we'll, that make you win a premiership. We'll release you. That's a good point. How, but, in what way? So, like... He filled Sivitalikai's void the other week. He he, he, he come in against uh, Manly. He he was one of the best players on field. Um, they're just such a good backup to have. They're guys you got trust in. You know, if you got a if you say if you, if Talakai's out, if Mulatalo's out, you know, if Katoa's out, you know you got the a bloke that's better than a, a backup. He should be playing first grade every they're week. Very important. And he's contracted for the for the year after, so you don't want to lose players like that. He's yeah. so good around the group. He's such a good bloke. He's a, he's a shy kid. He loves the club, and, mate, that, they're players that win your comps. Love it. All right, what about with the origin over, the players who have said they're uh, you know, coming back to play for their clubs? What's the latest with that who will back up? Yeah, this is always a, a key talking point and certainly a focus for the clubs who, who want their stars and big guns back on the field this weekend. And I'm, I'm hearing, as far as the Roosters are concerned, you know, we've spoken about James Tedesco. Uh, I understand he's definitely going to back up and play this weekend. Uh, so too Lindsay Collins. Uh, in the front row, big, big Lindsay, leaping Lindsay. Uh, you'll go for another jump over the full <laughs> You reckon he, uh, he and Teddy are going at each other? And oh, I, I, I'd hate to be playing against Tedesco this this on yeah. Sunday because I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna wait the beast. From what everyone's, when you don't 
you know, you don't knock a champion when they're down. Mm. I, I think he'll be, he'll come back fit and fire. He'll be unbelievable. The Roosters play the Dogs. Now, the Dogs obviously have Josh Addo Carr and Tafita Pankai Jr. backing up from Origin. You'll see them run out in jumpers 21 and 22. They were originally named in the, in the extended list. Uh, they have been cleared to play. Um, and as far as the Dolphins are concerned, a real blow there with Tom Gilbert. Mm. Um, they play this afternoon against the Warriors. Tom Gilbert, he's facing a, a period on the sidelines. Watch for the debut, I understand, of Max Plath, the son of former Bronco John Plath, uh, probably a little bit before the, these boys' time, but the Alan Langer, Kevin Walters era. Yep. Uh, John Plath was probably everything that Connor Tracy is. John Plath would come in and, and fix a problem for the Broncos. His son, Max, is expected to make his debut for the Dolphins this afternoon. All right. And what about the Panthers and the Dragons? Yeah, <laughs> your Dragons. Your Dragons. I'm just looking for some glimmer. Ben just Hunt. something. Well, I, I'd, I'd like to give you some. Look, I think Ben Hunt banks up, absolutely. Um, but as far as the Panthers are concerned, there was an original plan for a few of these boys to be rested, but I'm hearing that they're going to back up, Tone. Oh, yeah. Majority of the Panthers. All right, well, I'm not listening. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. It's interesting for the our current players to try and navigate their way through, believe it or not. You know, Mitch Moses here. So you, well, we throw things at you that you really sometimes can't join in on. Yeah. Not, not in this 100%. case. Yeah, but you have okay. to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we push you towards the microphone. Best. Push you towards the microphone. So yeah, you go. All right, believe it or not, gentlemen, regardless of the series result, Brad Fittler should remain as coach of the New South Wales Blues. Uh, not. There's just way too much pressure. Uh, involved with state of origin, um, and uh, results. Uh, yeah, they were, uh, look. There is is there a bigger beast as far as a sporting contest is concerned? The state of origin. With that comes scrutiny, pressure, and needing to get results. And and if if Freddie doesn't get it this time, he's openly admitted it himself that he knows he's under pressure, and he knows to that he's. He's declared he's making decisions that are rolling the dice and it's a gamble and et cetera because he knows what's on the line. And uh, well, It stands the, the at bigger... the moment. If he wins the series, then he automatically kicks over absolutely, into next year. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's how cutthroat it is. So, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm no as well. You know, as much as he's a great fella, you know, we were one of New South Wales greats, it's, it's a results-driven business tone. And if you can't get it, I think he said it himself. If he loses the series, he's, he's walking away. So he's sort of told us himself. They'll, they'll win, so he'll win. Ah, there's the answer. They'll win, they'll win. Are you, you, Back of you, the boys, they'll win. You're confident about that? They'll win, they'll win. Do you think the Suncorp thing is a, a, it can be taken then as a Well, a I just love that everyone's bagged our 7-1, all the big names, and they've done it before, and those players have come back and absolutely tore shreds the teams who have, who have bagged them. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm backing them to come out and have massive games. Tell me this, given that there is so much, you guys play so much at Suncorp Stadium, great place to watch and I'd imagine play footy. There's the magic round there. You all kind of know it, but is it so crucially different when it comes origin time? Yeah, 100%. I mean, Woodsy's played there played played there many times, but um, he can probably speak more of it for me. But, um, yeah, 100%. It's Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, it's a tough place to play. You know, you... As soon as you run out, you get beer poured on your head. They, they, they hate us. But, you know, in, in a way... before you've you got to the ground. Yeah, before you've got there, yeah. They've all got two heads, so double the number. Um, but it's just a, it's, it's a ground that they, they live for. You know, that you know that you're not going to get the rub of the green up there. You know, the, the crowd just give it to the ref and they always want to be liked. It is. And the atmosphere and it translate. It is absolutely wonderful, which is, I guess, where the next Believe It or Not comes into that. 
Believe it or not, New Zealand should host an Origin game before Adelaide hosts another. Now, we seem to be taking a, a, around the country into markets that aren't necessarily traditional rugby league markets. New Zealand certainly has more of a traditional edge to it than uh, than Adelaide does. What do you think, uh, Mitch? No. You don't believe it? No. I don't think so. Wow. I don't know why. I just don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really it, no. Love it. Um, so you'd prefer uh, the game to be played in Adelaide before New Zealand? I'd prefer the game to be played in New South Wales and Queensland. Nowhere else. Yeah. I'm with Woodsy. New South Wales or Queensland, that's it. The, okay, so there we go. You, you've twisted that completely and that makes it. So, so I've changed it. Yeah, I've changed it. You've changed, so you're Queensland. taking Sorry, New Zealand mate. out of the equation. You're taking Adelaide, taking yep. Perth. And you're taking, New South Wales or Queensland. I love that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not as well. I, I, two games Queensland, two games New South Wales, whatever. You, you, you is, get yeah. the advantage. I know, our mate Nexus loves it because he gets a junket, gets to go away. Absolutely. Um, there's, so true. In all seriousness, if... If you've got a product, if you've got a yep. if you've got a nice pair of jeans, right? Do you only sell them in Leichhardt? Well, I don't wear jeans. So. Or uh, yeah, right. Um. Or 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 do you do you take them to other? Do you take those pair of jeans and try and sell them to other markets? Yeah, a lot of people do. Okay, so that's what his state of origin. It's state a, of origin. It's no, a vehicle it's, for the it's game. New South Wales versus Queensland. It's a vehicle game. Why don't we just do New South Wales versus Victoria as well? It's a vehicle to showcase the beauty of we're rugby. Do, we're doing that round one next year. We're going to Vegas, aren't we? Yeah, let's take it. Why don't we take an NRL game to to New Zealand or in Adelaide? Don't worry about taking the actual state of origin. Our, 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 New, New Zealand absolutely deserves a state of origin game. Absolutely, but you show take him a test match. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's a great idea. But there's things you take there. away, but there's things you don't. This is like stick to New Zealand and Queensland again. It is the greatest product the game has to sell. So but it's the greatest product because it. That's what makes it, it, it the greatest product. The emotions, New South Wales it elicits yeah. the emotions from those core fans, core fans of New South Wales, core fans of Queensland. Who How about this one? You put your New South Wales jersey on and you know you've got two games in New South Wales this year. Do you want to take one of your games to Adelaide yeah. or do you want to take it to New Zealand? You're worrying about 17 players. <sighs> no, I'm worried about disenfranchised fans. They want the opportunity to cheer their fans on in that, yeah. their home ground. Time, we're not going to get disenchanted. And then uh, as a New South Wales fan, every New South Wales fan would have loved to have that game in New South Wales the other night because we had a more chance, not, well, not a more chance, but we'd probably be going to that game and we would have won. Yeah, so what about the fans that actually went to the game in Adelaide? Well, it didn't sell out, did it? Well, 48,000 isn't bad. The of Adelaide could have sold it out and would have been... That, then, yeah, we do take those games there. They couldn't sell... They were doing two-for-one tickets. What do you mean oh. you don't get disenchanted fans? I'm a St. George fan and the Blues lost. How disenchanted ANZ, do you have for St. George. Yeah. Well, ANZ would have had another 30,000. Yep, absolutely. Sold out. Yeah, probably. There's your money. And if we win the series, we'd probably get more money. Incorrect. Because people are going to buy stuff. How much does <laughs> South Australian tourism pay the NRL to take State of Origin there? No, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I didn't a lot go to, more I didn't than the sold-out stadium. At you just want to back because you went to the launch party for them. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one I want to go to is New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> and then you want to go to Perth. Shallow as well. <laughs> We're going to there as well. Car park puddle. That's how shallow, shallow you are. Right, believe it or not, clubs should not be awarded two points for the bye. Would you? Ah. I don't really care. Cause Apparently it's confusing. Yeah, that's, but that's, that, that, that's your answer. Yeah, that's understand. a weird one. Well, you don't, mate. What's the point? Not, yeah, I just, just give us a week off. Players don't care. The, the, the story is that you look in the you know the ladder at the moment, and, it, and it, it's weird if you have the you know if they had no points, the the teams. In fact, I think Eels might be even better off. Yeah. If that was, which makes no sense. Well, to if me. you hadn't won a game, yeah, you'd be happy with a buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Because the, you know various teams have more buys beforehand. The, the bottom line is everybody gets three buys, even if you put 
if it was 20 points for a buy, it would all work out at the end. That's what I mean, yeah. If, if some guys were getting more points for a buy, then... Well, yeah. just, just yeah, start the really season right. on six. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> oh, I'm with you there, Dave, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now that I say it... That's, that's a silly one, isn't it? That was it? a it stupid is. question. Yeah. <laughs> that was a stupid <laughs> believe it. That could be the worst believe it or not we've ever had. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.